fuck, it's just not funny anymore. It's like revenge of the nerds around here. Goes to show 80% of you guys around here are fucking geeks. Posto, I'm supposed to say post. Well, I'm supposed to say post with an A, something refreshing. Jim Mora to the Seattle Storm. Hardy har har. Fucking Dwee brand here now. That's what happens when you invite too many dogmen over. Close the fucking gates, Derek. Another one. All right, we the best. I'm out. You know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know, I always make those interesting comments during the game. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. So, uh, is anybody, like, tuned into anything Husky-related that, uh, that is on your brain at all that you want to discuss? I mean... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, he... I was going to say no, so he, uh... <laughs> by all means, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, I saw that, uh, the... I saw the Seahawks, they, uh... Oh, uh, parted ways with with Travis Homer, you know, a, a robotic, uh, you know, looks, looks like a good, you know, physically looks, looks good, but, uh, pretty robotic, uh, running back, but pass block, uh, was he robotic back, you know, I mean, he's a little robotic. He's a little, you know, he's not shifty or anything. And, uh, Oh, it kind of reminds me of uh, your your buddy Talapapa. I think that uh, the Seahawks. <laughs> I, I'm predicting. I'm predicting more TDS for Derek. Uh, <laughs> Talapapa, uh, seventh round Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> and with the and with the 336 selection in the 2023 draft. The Seattle Seahawks select Wayne Tall Papa, Washington. <laughs> no! no, I mean it. it, it it's kind of no. like a, a good. It's a good fit. Did Are they, you joking uh, at all? And I am not anti no, no, Wayne no, Tall Papa. Really. Really. He doesn't have the speed, Joey. <laughs> well, neither did Travis Homer. Travis Homer was probably Travis Homer was a four five five guy probably, and uh, Telepapa is like a four nine guy. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me because every team needs that uh, needs that uh, you know uh, fifth guy on a depth chart that uh, you know plays up back on the punt team and. <laughs> My favorite part of the year is uh, the, all the all the draft pundits and all the uh, all the uh, people you know on 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 ESPN or Fox or uh, KJR Cairo. I love hearing hearing them talk about uh, that. Everybody in journalism is so afraid to you know uh, say anything wrong, and they're so PC that they use the the uh all the racial stereotypes leading into the draft <laughs> you can you can tell exactly what a player looks like just by what they say it's oh i mean can you give all, me an example what you mean amusing. i i just uh i just want for one example is uh there was a defensive man named matt roth i think he played for iowa and this is like 10 or 15 years ago. And it was just Mike, Mike, May, Mike Mayock uh, describing him at the combine. It was like, hey, this is, I mean, this is your guy you love to have on your team. He's going to carry his, he's going to punch in every day and 
he's gonna uh, he's got a high motor and he's gonna just carry that lunch pail into every every single workout and practice. And it was like, why don't you just say he's an unathletic white guy? <laughs> just, just tell me he's an unathletic white guy. Well, you no know, a few weeks ago, it's funny. A few weeks ago, I was watching uh, part of the 1985 Orange Bowl between Washington and Oklahoma. And um, in the first quarter, you know, as the game's getting underway and they they do a little thing where they go, here's the offensive line and, and they, you know, here's the wide receivers, here's the running backs and stuff. And they were uh, – it was Don Creaky, and he was talking about uh, – he said um, – Danny Green is uh, the speedster wide receiver for Washington, and Patterson, Mark Patterson, he runs the precise routes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, what, does Danny Green out there just sloppy like a drunk driver or something? Or, <laughs> well, they're, they're, they, they just, like, God, God forbid they uh, God forbid they call, um, um, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, a deep threat or something, you know, it's like, hey, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a possession guy, you know, and, and, but Tyler Lockett is, Tyler Lockett's not a possession guy, you know, Tyler Lockett's the speedster. If you ever watched the, the Seahawks game, it's like, Jesus. <laughs> it, it, just as a quick aside, uh, Tyler Lockett, I mean, you could you, you take into consideration that broken leg that he had a few years ago, and how he came back, um, how hard he had to have worked to get back, and he's just a tough guy. Yeah, not I, very big, I, but I get irritated with, you know, um, just stupid fans that that you know that are like, oh, he just goes down so easy, he just falls down. It's like, yeah, he broke his fucking leg. We all witnessed it on <laughs> on, on a game. I think it was near the goal line, if I remember right. Yeah, the guy that landed, I think it was like his left leg, and, you know, the tackler, like, landed on or something. Something like that, if I remember right. So, Willie, what's going through your noggin? <laughs> uh, Welcome back. Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I am back. Uh, I uh, I was not anticipating, you know, the uh, stereotypes and non-stereotypes of NFL draft commentary. So I, I, I did not prepare a remark about uh, Anthony Anthony Richardson uh, and Will Levin. So uh, no, to me, I'm I'm in the current mode of being worried about the future of uh, Pac-12 football and you know how how Washington fits into that. I know that's not a, that's a topic we've talked about a lot. Uh, especially during the off-season the past year or so, but we never since UCLA, USC and UCLA failed. But, uh, I mean, the longer these – the longer the deafening silence goes on of not hearing anything about this deal, the worse it, the worse it feels. And uh, it, 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 does, it almost feels like it, they're just going to be like, fuck it, we, we give up. Uh, you're on your own to the, to, to the ten, re, 10 remaining schools. Well, I mean, in, like vis-a-vis the television deal, there was somebody on there that there was a tweet on Hardcore Husky that somebody posted that supposedly a deal's been made, but it's only half of what the Big Ten teams get or whatever, and and they're too embarrassed to announce it. And so I don't know <laughs> if that's been confirmed or not, but I'm sure you guys saw that, right? Yeah, I, I think it's going to end up being like a police report where it's like they sign the contract and they don't announce it whatsoever. And, Someone's just gonna see it like someone's gonna be looking through like the the Walnut Creek, California, like uh, you know, like legal the legal <laughs> legal uh, <laughs> legal listings and be like Pac-12 signs deal with like ESPN, Amazon, and Apple for like yeah, like a quarter of what they're, the Big Ten is gonna get. Uh, I, I legit think something like that is gonna happen. I think we're just gonna get an announcement. It's gonna be like ESPN is gonna take one game. At like seven thirty, uh, seven thirty, the Amazon's gonna have like the bulk, and then Amazon, not Amazon, uh, Apple's gonna take like one, and there's gonna be like, great, what the fuck do we do that? Well, I'll say something that won't be popular to about forty six percent of our. 
It's too bad we can't have Donald Trump intervene on this. <laughs> I mean, he already get some sort of he already get some sort of deal with NBC or something. I heard he's busy. I mean, yeah, he uh, he already had a football league. Uh, you know, I uh, well, he had a team. <laughs> he stole her locker from the NFL. Yeah, I think right now he would just be like, that would be a pretty good experiment of what that would be like. He would just be trashing USC and UCLA. He'd be so petty with <laughs> USC and UCLA of, like, oh, every single worst. thing of, like, uh, <laughs> yes, like, as a, we're going to get the biggest deal of all time, you know, much bigger now that we don't have, like, that terrible market of Los Angeles, like, you know, holding us back. You know, USC cheated – uh, USC was uh, punished for they lost their national championship. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, uh, I that need to work on your funny. Trump I mean, impression. I, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not high on my list, but I would, I would pay, I would pay good money to uh, have had Trump be the Pac-12 commissioner for nothing else than the fucking passive aggressive lights he would have had at USC and UCLA the past nine months. Uh, oh, his Twitter account would be epic. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get like we're gonna get the biggest, we're gonna get the best TV deal, and we're gonna make USC and UCLA pay for it. <laughs> yeah, you know what though, yeah, uh, and we won't linger on this topic for too long because we would don't want to lose half our listenership. But um, well, but I will say though, half, he, he right? would he he would he'd get a decent. He may not get a blockbuster deal, but it would be far better than what we're going to get. No, for sure. And he also would have kicked out USC and UCLA last year, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. He, he would have banished them, uh, yeah. which is, yeah, it is weird. It is you know, weird. he would have. Know. You're right. Yeah, he would have. I don't know if contractually they have to keep UCLA and USC in the league, but it is weird that they are they well, are still in it. Yeah. You know. Ohio State can can cancel us with less than a year. I mean, I, I'm sure there's reasons why they kept them, but yeah, fuck them. Why are they Why are they sticking around? I mean, uh, that was the Pac-12 championship. That was a slot, you know. Fucking Washington, Washington could have been there, or they could have been like, "Hey, fuck you! You're not. You're you're leaving. Why are we going to put you in this stage and have you have the chance to play for something like?" Uh, he would name them ineligible for the title. <laughs> oh, he totally would. He literally, he would have kicked them out, or he would have been even more petty, and he would have, yeah, waited till the, the championship game, and then been like, pulled the rug out and said, put in and put in Washington because USC doesn't want to be in the Pac-12 anyways, which is, you know, I, I now that yeah, I think about I thought... it, I'm not, I'm not entirely against that. You know, they, if they want to fucking leave the past two years, they could have scheduled their shit on their own. So. They had that, they had that nice little eleven and one record, but you know they they're so eager to leave our conference. I, <laughs> I called them up. I said, "You don't need to be in our conference championship game. So why don't you go ahead and here here's the number of a guy I know. He's got rider trucks. You can fill them up and go. Just go, 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 go. We're gonna just enjoy uh, watching Washington play Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 championship. Thank you very much. Goodbye. So, hell yeah. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uncertainty with, you know, the shit around Washington football. Uh, you know, of course, right when the team seems to be taking off, uh, the, the rug gets pulled out from under, which, you know, includes last year of, hey, we're not going to have the division champions play for the – the Pac-12 championship for the first time ever. So, uh, yeah, get like it together. Said, get it conference, together. Conference has not done Washington any favors for 30 fucking years. Nope. Nope. And, and well, neither, uh, neither has Washington hasn't helped Washington either, so, to be fair. so. But. Well, you know, here we are in a position, though, where, like, you know, <laughs> like you were saying that we're – we're poised to do some really good things, and then, you know, we we've got the administration that we have, and we've got the Pac-12 imploding, and uh, it's something it's something Willie Duke and I talk about all the time. Is you know when things seem to be going good, we kind of look at each other and we we think, 
How are we going to fuck this up? (laughs) (laughs) Something bad's going to happen. I I can tell. (laughs) Well, what implodes? What collapses first, the U.S. dollar or the Pac-12? Should I make a poll? (laughs) Simultaneous. And, and and not not to go too deep into the weeds on this, but and I think I might have brought this might have brought this up on a previous episode of our podcast, but I mean if you, if you're going to have like literally the UCLA tennis team having to fly to East Rutherford, New Jersey to <laughs> to play Rutgers and this kind of thing, and meanwhile you've got the you know if inflation continues to do what it's doing, I'm not sure that that's going to be sustainable. Now you might say that's yeah, not our problem, and I would agree with that. But <laughs> yeah, I was uh, uh, right now to fly between like I mean even alone you know keeping the Pac-12 to fly between like Southern California and Seattle is fucking expensive. You have to do it in a couple of weeks, and it's like not even that much more expensive to fly to like Europe right now than it is between like Southern wow. California and, and Seattle. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the big topic where I, I don't think they have a, they have a clue. They're just going to do it and figure it out later. I mean, that, that's also the part of the deal of like, do we need to have all these other sports be part of the big 10 or can they just, you know, quit it already and have like, you know, these conferences in a way set up whatever conference you want just for football and maybe basketball. Like, there's, like, have – because, like, wrestling kind of does that, and I think there's some other – there's some other sports, right, where I think uh, maybe it's, like, track or something where, like, the Pac-12 has, like, random teams in it uh, because, like, no one – it's not that important. Like, <laughs> do what makes sense. It's like uh, Bo- Boise I think State it's a good idea. And, like, yeah. And like Cal State and Northridge are like yep. wrestling teams in the in the Pac-12. There's some other ones I yeah. can't think of right now, but like cross that's pretty, country that's pretty stuff sad too because yeah. because the only the only guy to ever beat Dan Gable in college was Larry Owings from Washington, and they don't have a fucking wrestling <laughs> program. <laughs> Do I need sad. to edit this out? No. <laughs> Go on, Whatcom County All Stars, nineteen sixty six. Go ahead. No, nope, don't know Whatcom County. <laughs> uh, you know, no, it, it, I, I, mean, I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's the same thing of like, conference put fucking Gonzaga in a real conference, make the Pac twelve or whatever you want to make it. Have them be in there, you know, like how Notre Dame is in a basketball conference. Like, this whole thing of putting all the sports together into a conference doesn't necessarily need to be the case. Like, I think it would save I it'd save a lot of save a lot of fucking money uh, and stuff. Now, it would. Now, would... And, and, I, and I'm not saying this question to be antagonistic or, or anything, and it's not rhetorical, but... Are you going to have the UCLA softball team now having some representative stand up in indignation and say, hey, this isn't fair. We should be able to go to Michigan, too, or whatever. Are you going to have any of that kind of thing going on, you know? Yeah, but who cares? I think there's two things. Well, I mean, in terms of the political oh, climate, I, though, it, well, it, it carries. Mean, to me, I don't yeah, care. You're fair. You're fair. Because, I mean, to me, my two things that aren't realistic, I guess, are, one, you don't need to take the biggest money thing for all things at all times, which is, like, yes. you, you that that needs, that is going to fuck up probably not just sports, but everything at all times. Uh, it's, uh, and then the second thing is, like, yeah, if someone has a problem with something, tell them that doesn't always fucking matter. Like, yeah, like, Hey, other random sports. Because you could include men's basketball and be like, this isn't what this is. And, like, we, we're sorry. Like, uh, like with softball, like, yeah, like, you're better off if you stay here and add, like, probably add, like, San Diego State and Cal State Northridge-type programs uh, 
you know, like I know in baseball, like I don't know about softball, but I know in baseball, like there's smaller West Coast schools that are actually really good, like Cal State Fullerton and stuff. Like the whole yeah, Pepperdine, you know, you, yeah, yeah. You don't need to drag all the other sports to the Big Ten. Hypothetically, saying if Washington, Washington goes, but I don't know. I think Washington, the current tea leaves seem to suggest that Washington. Uh, in Oregon are not going to the Big Ten anytime soon. I don't know if you've seen anything else. I mean, I'm going tea leaves also, but I feel the same way. There, yeah, there would be whispers think, I, of it. I don't think they can. So, I don't think they can for another five years or something like that. But, yeah. <clears throat> this TV and, deal but it's everything. But, but there's no... Other than like the Arizona, whatever it was, AD or president that's been yapping a lot lately, um, but nobody's really speaking forcefully about either keeping the Pac-12 together as a unit or Pac-10 or whatever, um, or 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 leaving. You know, uh, there was that thing that well, came out about Oregon. Oregon had been having these secret talks with the Big 12, but and the Big 10, I guess. But yeah, I mean. There's uh, people have found it curious that um, you know neither AD for you know Oregon or uh, or Jen Cohen, you know, what's his name Rob Mullins and Jen Cohen haven't like come out and said you know said anything that they're firm and you know everybody finds that a little curious but of course you know the the uh, the new Pac-12 mouthpiece John Canzano is like, you know, saying oh oh they're just busy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, busy. it's a bad situation where I kind of feel like it's so quiet because like there's not like you know succession style fucking boiler room negotiations going on. They've been told the Pac twelve has been told the Pac ten has been has been told by these institutions, they're like, this is what we're gonna give you, like, we're not gonna go any higher and they don't really have a fucking answer. And I think that's why those death you did hear like SMU and San Diego State, because I'm sure they were like, oh shit, and Colorado State. They're like, we gotta get on paper and do some math and be like, look, we're gonna throw these markets to you. Like, will that raise the thing? And they're probably like, no. We like, we know, because like, we know like how many people are going to watch this or not watch this. And adding, adding those schools and they're going to do it. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's super not comforting because your <clears throat> only hope has been, yeah, is, the, is, the, is Washington finding a way to get into the Big Ten? Uh, and I don't think they are. And I, I, you know, I, I go back and forth, but now I'm kind of like, I don't know if be, trying to become the Gonzaga of college football, uh, I, I don't know if that's going to work. So, uh, yeah, I'm not super, you know, this could be a positive podcast, but I'm take, I, my side has been taking it negative. You know, we, we, we can go back to NFL draft stereotype, comment, stereotypes and commentary, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Well, it's like there's an article in the SMU has like a big endowment, you know, or they've got, you know, billions of dollars or something and it's a private school or whatever. But it's like, is somebody from Dallas, are people from Dallas going to watch a Pac-12 game? No. Other Uh, than SMU fans. Not right away. (laughs) Yeah, not, not right away. So like, so like this five year, you know, this five-year TV deal, you know, the, you know, whatever TV, uh, you know, whatever network is looking at the deal, they're going to be like, Hey, it's going to take five years for these people in Dallas to get on board with, you know, uh, fucking Oregon state versus Arizona (laughs) state game. You know, I, I don't know. So here's a, here's an article from the Denver post. It's a, uh, it's a recent opinion piece by uh, Sean Keeler, and the headline is, Thank goodness for Coach Prime, otherwise Colorado Buffs could get buried by a new Pac-12 TV deal or lack thereof. 
Yeah. If that's not the bleakest thing, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, his uh, game, his spring And we complained about Colorado. He opens his he opens his column saying that Colorado joining the Pac-12 was the worst thing they could do. We could have done. <laughs> and we uh, we usually complain about them. They should have, they should have stayed in the Big 12, but oh, I mean yeah. what what the fuck are they going to do when Coach Prime goes one and eleven next year, which they probably are. Uh, uh, like I yeah, who do you think they're beating? Well, I, I I got him going, you know, three and nine, four and eight. <laughs> okay, okay. How exciting is going three and nine? Like, oh. uh, no, it's no, it's like, not. I I'm I'm on the record though saying he's going to turn him around, but I mean, you try turning around that shit program. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's not anything against him. I just feel like there is all this excitement about Prime, and they're really fucked. I mean, honestly, they're really fucked by their non-conference schedule. But you never know. Maybe they. Yeah. Maybe they can beat Nebraska. If they they can beat Nebraska, Nebraska sucks. Uh, they they. I, I mean, yeah. Maybe I'm being pessimistic, and you know they can beat Cal and. Uh, Are they playing the Nebraska this year? Yeah, they, they. He tried to. I think he literally tried to like get them out of game. They open, I think, at TCU, and then they host Nebraska, and then they play Colorado State, who sucks. But you know, Colorado's not. Ten feet tall, they could lose to Colorado State. Like, yeah, he has like a nightmare. He has like a nightmare. Colorado, not should have gone zero and So Nebraska is not a nightmare, though. Yeah, it's not. I, but then, you know, when, if you're if you're Colorado, that's that's usually not what your schedule is. I mean, usually a program like Colorado, you probably play like maybe you have one TCU type game, but then your second game would be like Colorado State, and your third game is like Northern Colorado. Like having Nebraska be your your number two game. The week after probably getting your ass kicked at TCU, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. Well, I was almost <laughs> going to go on record and predict that they will beat Nebraska, but I can't quite do it. Uh, it's not. I, and I, he's that's also, not the, you know, it's not your daddy's grand. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's not your daddy's Nebraska out there, but. Uh, but I don't know Colorado State. I, I mean, he he should come out of that first three one and two before he gets prison raped at Oregon. But yeah, uh, I mean, one uh, I wouldn't be. He seems almost savvy and crazy enough to be the kind of guy who would be like, "We're just gonna you know take a fucking L at TCU and you know we're gonna play, but let's not like." Shooter Wad, and then we're going to beat Nebraska because, like, in the 4D chess game, you don't really say that in sports, but, like, it's not a bad move. Uh, but, I mean, also, when you're talking Colorado, I mean, I was ra- randomly, I was like, I don't really remember the Colorado Husky game last year. I was like, looking up highlights, I was like, that is one of the worst fucking teams I've ever seen on a Pac 12 level. Like, they were like, bad FBS, like, Idaho State-level bad of where you're like, that team could have won that game, like, not even trying, like, legitimately, like, 103, 103 to nothing. Like, that's how bad <laughs> – that's how fucking bad Colorado was last year. I they didn't no even want to tackle. Game. I had no interest in that game whatsoever. We were – there was, like, 12 of us. We were drinking the whole day before that game. And I was pretty obliterated by the time the game even started. So I can vouch. I can vouch for that. It was basically a social <laughs> gathering. <laughs> I can, I can, I can uh, confirm that that was what was taking place. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, that was like I think the first or second touchdown. I think it's like Polk or McMillan or someone catches it like the ten and. There's like two Colorado guys, and they don't even like try to tackle him. I think yeah, like that's one exactly where my mind's eye went. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like, why I'm like not not hyperbole. Like say the Huskies no. leave the starters in. Huskies leave their starters in, and they don't even like try hard. They kind of just like run a practice. Basically, they may have been able to get a hundred points and shut them out. Like that's how that's how little uh, Prime had had to work with. So I mean. Uh, I was very out. You know. <laughs> Twelve Colorado. I'm looking at their schedule from last year. Sorry to sorry to cut you off there, but I'll make it quick. 
Oh, yeah, Colorado yeah, yeah. played twelve. Colorado played twelve teams last year. Ten of them, ten of them, scored forty-one or more points. Oh, <laughs> and those teams probably took, probably took their foot off the gas too. I mean, uh, I have no idea how they beat Cal. I can't remember if they beat anybody else. Like how? Nope. No. No. They won one game. I think it was in like I double or. Game. It was in, overtime. In overtime. Yeah, overtime. I mean, how Cal lost to them, I have no idea. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, it was. I. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of those games, I, you know, I passively watched them against some other teams. Uh, you know, I, I feel like teams, like, took. They never even had the foot on the gap. Like, they were just, like. I think I feel like Penix like was just throwing bombs on like on, like first and like first and ten like just because he's like fuck it I mean we could run for eleven yards up the middle if you really want to uh, it I, we got deep in the Colorado but I mean we were talking overall Pac-12 uh, I mean that that's what you got to work with you got Coach Prime that that it's a nice value but. That value is not going to be that fucking high after they go three and nine next year. I mean, even and three and nine would be a success to me for them. Like that means they probably beat like the, I don't know if they even play the Coug, but they probably beat like UCLA and uh, a Bay Area school or someone. I uh, posed this question to Wooly Duke the other day. Uh, next year. Well, at season's end of 2023, you could see uh, Sark, Tosh, Wilcox, and Sermon all unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) And that's everybody that was in the Jeep, right? Yeah. The Jeep with the milkshake? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, and and it's, and it's funny in 2000 and what what was the first season they were here? 2012, yeah, 2012. Yeah, if you just said, if you just said like yeah, ten years later they're they're all basically disgraced <laughs> former Husky coach. Well, not really, not really Peter Sermon, but you know they're all. Uh, I guess not Justin Wolf. He didn't he wasn't disgraced when he left, but he was just. A hanger out of Sark, so that was, you know, a bad stain on him. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I heard he liked to, to drink quite thought? a bit with Sark, but but you never heard about the bad behavior. No, you heard Wilcox like to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never. Uh, I know certain people in the media have always talked about him being like, "Hey, hire Wilcox. He has no life. He's not married." Like he had no kids. Like that was that's their uh, that's their pitch about him. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like his life is football. I was like, I've always kind of wondered what his like personality is like. He seems pretty quiet. Like so, I don't know. I mean, that's off topic. But I mean, my instant my instant answer to Joey about that is like it just all steps up my future of. My prediction of the day Stark got fired at USC, I'm like, he will at some point be the head coach of the Washington State Cougars. So uh, after they fired Dicker, <laughs> because you mean talk about Stark? Stark, yeah. I, I, well, that's an interesting what prediction. I would have put that money. Time. I would have put money, and I still would put money that there's a, a good chance that Stark ends up being the head coach of uh, a WSU at some point. I mean. I don't know how long Gaker's going to last. I mean, I was randomly looking at the portal, and, like, they're losing they're losing a lot of their better players to the portal, and they're not bringing in anybody. Like, they shockingly, for, like, they have, like, a really, really light incoming portal class. So uh, we're talking Pac-12. I'm, I'm not buying a lot of Coog and Dickert stock. All right, here's, a, here's your... a wild guess. Okay, oh, can, yeah, I, can I go, Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here, here, so here's a quick guess. Scott Frost, next Cougar coach. <laughs> where, where is Frosty? Uh, speaking of of dirt, speaking of dirt bag, no idea. Uh, but 
Uh, they they deserve him. They they so deserve that cowardly piece of shit. <laughs> Cut, fucking dirtbag frock. Uh, he is. Yeah, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a big. He's nowhere. A big. Uh, you know those heads on sticks or whatever people use. I'm gonna have a big head of uh, Lawrence Phillips for him. Well, he is nowhere. He's taking a year off, I think, to get his mind right, probably. Probably got paid quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There were some amazing, uh, after he got fired, someone shared some, like, amazing press release Nebraska put out after he got hired where they did, like, a book about, like, the future of Nebraska. It It was like a fantasy book. Like, and in the end, like, Nebraska won the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> like, 2022, Nebraska beats Alabama in the uh, national championship game. And Scott Frost is, like, carried off the field. Like, uh, Nailed it. it was like a two. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a one page, like, fantasy fake future. It was kind of like that one dude, uh, you can Google it. Cold take from book on Scott Frost hiring in Nebraska generates reaction on reaction on social media. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. It, the title is spoiler alert dot dot. This is going to be fun. <laughs> it was not fun. You can Google it. It's pretty amazing. I don't need to read it out, but uh, oh, 20, uh, 2028, they are going to win the cha- the title. Uh, but it's kind of like that one guy on Twitter, the Husky, that one Husky guy on Twitter who I think I blocked because I just got tired of seeing it where he had the, like, Sports Illustrated cover, and it was like, Jimmy Lake, the first African-American coach to win, uh, <laughs> coach a national championship. Like, JT Tumalo and Mecca Buka and Savelle Small, like, lead the way of, like, oh, and well, Sam Heward, like, lead the way of, like uh, – of, of, well, Michael of the Dipshit. state of Washington. Yeah, that's so amazing. Like, world's worst prediction ever. <laughs> okay, real quick. Here's Colorado's wins for 2023. They're going to beat Colorado State. They're going to beat Stanford at home. They're going to go to the Rose Bowl and beat UCLA. <laughs> okay. okay. And then... And then they're going to beat Arizona, so that's four. And they do play at Washington State on November 17th, um, which uh, they could could win that. So, never mind. I'm going to say they're going to beat the Cougs, not Arizona at home. So, there's your four wins. All right. That's a high bar. What was your joke, (laughs) Willie Duke, about uh, what – What's the what's the worst thing to come out of the pandemic, or uh, or was it the best thing to come out of the pandemic? Was Jake Dicker in the Pac-12? And the funny thing is, uh, I I didn't hear one Cougar fan complain about that how that whole thing worked out. Oh no! I'd be curious if it was here. He beat Washington. It's, it's all that matters. <laughs> like every Cougar coach, like, like wins wins their first Apple Cup, and and then they fucking tank after that. I feel like they're still okay with it. Uh, I mean, not yeah. that they had like a, a terrible season last year, but like they're gonna go three and nine next year. Then they're gonna be like, well, it's still great. He won that one Apple Cup that Washington did yeah. fucking. <laughs> Washington yeah, exactly. didn't try it. Like they're they're still gonna be like 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 but wait like don't you remember like under Mike Leach you like you won ten games every year and we're like always like people cared about you like no we want the guy who you know fucking won one Apple Cup like okay okay uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, we want to we want to scrape we want to scrape to be five hundred and, and and really revel in that one Apple Cup win where it was fucking handed over on a silver platter. Like, here it is. Here's your one win. It's right here. Have it. Take it. They're happy. They're happy. Just let them be happy. Let them be happy. They don't want to 
they don't want to be relevant. They just want to win one Apple Cup. Uh, you know, that is a good point, too, of, like, of their coaches, they have all won, like, one. And I'm trying to think, like, recently, because, like, it wasn't the first. Like, Wolf won one, Leach won one, Dickert won one. I can't remember they if Doba. Leach won their first one. Wolf yeah. won his first one. And then uh, <laughs> Leach won his first one. And then Dickert won his first one. Hmm. Yeah. Doba, Doba was like Doba was like three four and, two. and one or something. A three and two. Doba, Doba went three and two. Uh, yep. Couldn't wait to get him out of there either. <laughs> Nineteen. I mean, such a weird, such a weird, <laughs> weird fan base. <laughs> I mean. They hate it's the beauty Alex of Alex Brink. He's three and one in Apple Cups, and they hated him. They fucking hated him. <laughs> I mean, it's like the oh, beauty man. of uh, we we talked about this. I think in the Apple Cup podcast of you know the beauty of like kind of how nonsensical college sports and college football can be. Of like Washington and Washington State really shouldn't be in the same conference. Uh, and I'm not even saying that in, like, an anti-Coog way of, like, when you're looking up, like, the rivalry, like, the state versus the university of rivalries, and you're like, fuck, like, Washington, Washington, Washington State's, like, uh, way up there of, like, how dominant one school is. We're like, yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is, like, the only other one that really compares of, like, how often one school wins. Uh, so, yeah, that's what they got, and it gives them a purpose where – Sure, they might win more in the Mountain West, but they don't have, like, they don't get to feel, they don't get to have that burning hatred and feel alive. Well, if they were in the Mountain West now, they'd probably get a better TV deal. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's a good hypothetical. Like, uh, if you polled Coug fans, would they rather be in the Mountain West and be like a you know a power in the Mountain West, or would they rather stay with Washington and win one of it, one Apple Cup every five years? I think they would take the I would think they would take the one Apple Cup every five years and never never ever 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 <laughs> never never compete to win the conference like never like the, yeah. the days of that the days of being a program like WSU and probably winning the conference like. They're not really – those aren't the days anymore. Not with the portal. No, it's going to be – yeah, you're not going to fucking see that. Like, They're going to get worse in, and worse. Yeah, especially in three yeah. to four years. I mean, I mean, you already saw it. Like, one of the reasons Colorado sucks so bad is because the fucking Ducks and USC just took their best players. <laughs> like, like, that's, that's – and there's no reason why anyone wouldn't do that to the Cougs, like, moving forward. It's already happened this year. I can imagine, though, if some kid was, uh, you know, showing promise in, uh, on Colorado and USC tried to take him now, uh, Dion would be pretty formidable uh, mental pressure on the kid, I'm sure, to keep him there. Yeah, but that's the one coach... That's like the one coach they could have – any of those programs could have realistically hired who could have done that. Like, there's no one – like, who would the Cougs hire who could do that? I mean – Oh, I, no, I no, I'm not saying – I was just making – it occurred to me that I imagine trying to be a 19-year-old and I'm going to leave Colorado to go to USC and then having to yeah. tell that to Deion Sanders. So that would be uh, – and if he did not want me to go, that would be a tough conversation. <laughs> They could hire no, it Sark. was uh, the <laughs> could hire Sark. What, what's that? The Cougs could hire Sark. <laughs> that would be. Uh, I don't. You, know, I mean, I'm on record as saying his next job will be with the Dallas Cowboys after he gets fired. So. Yeah, right. I know. I know. <laughs> and he'll get fired up. <laughs> He's gonna go back up. to Alabama. Well, I guess Saban's retiring, but he's going to go back to Alabama, go back through the Bama rehab, and then some dumbass fucking program. <laughs> Bama <hire> rehab. <laughs> I think 
I think Lane Kiffin finally uh, made some, you know, made a logical move, you know, because uh, Auburn was uh, coming after him and he decided to stay at Ole Miss. He was probably like, you know, I can fucking go 9-3 or 10-3 and three or something at Ole Miss and I'm, you know, I'm a hero here. If I go to Auburn and I I go two and four in Iron Bowls, they're gonna fucking hate me. Well, as so they made, posted on the board, made a good move. But as I posted on the boards the other day, it might very well be that his wife is just tired of moving every couple of years. Well, he did. He divorced his first wife. Isn't he married? Uh, he's definitely maybe divorced. He's remarried. He did. De- he definitely but, divorced a few years ago. Lane Kiffin marriage status. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Lane Kiffin uh, married Layla Reeves in 2004. The blonde-haired woman became Layla Kiffin and spent 12 years by her husband's side. Who wrote this? Lane and Layla reportedly met through Lane's father, Monty. That's not what I asked. Oh, you got one of those Zergnet, you know, clickbait things. Lane Kiffin's ex-wife is the daughter of an SCC quarterback legend. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? Um... This is great radio, isn't it? Sure is. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm skimming through here looking for it. I guess they're going to – they're buried the lead. So, Monty. That's about he him. worked for – That's his dad. Wait, wait a I mean, this is, uh, is You like, guys go ahead yeah. and talk. Yeah, start <laughs> – uh, I'll be back Dark, in ten minutes. All right. Dark's right path would be to like, yeah, take a job at like Fresno State. John like, Reeves, like somewhere like that, because he's a good enough coach to where if he was in like an easy situation, kind of like he was in Washington for those years, he could be good enough to like, you know, keep the status quo. He's just never gonna like him at like a program with high expectations. It's just never gonna work. Or like a place where you got to work. Like he wouldn't work at Iowa State and he wouldn't work at Texas, but he could work at like Texas Tech or like Fresno State or like somewhere like that where like expectations aren't that high. San Jose State. Yeah, somewhere like that he would work. But he wouldn't work at like – he wouldn't work at like digging UNLV out of the – like you couldn't take the school to the next level. No. I love how you make, put that. Digging yeah, UNLV make, out of the <laughs> He couldn't make UNLV a power, but he could go win eight or nine games at Nevada every year and never get fired, is what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's yeah. a perfect example. Like, and make a bunch of money and, like, raise the family and make generational money, but he won't. He's going to get fucking hired at, like, Auburn, He's gonna, which is just, like, a fucking death trap because unless you get Cam Newton – or like a bunch of random shit happens. Like you're Good gonna call. you're gonna get fired. Like both guys, they had like two guys who we had a guy who won a national championship and a guy who played for one, and they both were fired within like what like two years. Like yeah, Stark needs to, you know, go up to Reno or go to uh, like Oklahoma, even like maybe like Oklahoma State or something where like you could make hay. You know, winning eight or nine games every year. It's not the hardest place to win, but it's also not like a fucking like huge stage. But he won't. I I don't I don't, yeah I don't think his ego would allow that. <laughs> yeah, and I think Ooh, the Cougar and the Beaver too. <laughs> old Sark, yeah. Old Sark. Old Sark. Well, I'm sorry. What is he like? What is he like? Forty eight now. Uh, yeah, um, like that. Hang on here. I'm posting something to Hardcore Husky real quick. <laughs> oh, God. 
No, it, uh, uh, it was a, it's, it's actually pretty cool. It's Lane Kiffin's son, and he's being like carried off the field by the Mississippi players, and he's got a fire extinguisher that he's waving in the air, and it's blowing shit all over the place. Hey, Lane, oh. Lane Kiffin's doing it right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool moment there. But, anyways, yes, back to uh, back to business. <clears throat> Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, age, 49 years. That's, well, yeah, pretty crazy. March 8, 1974. So, you watch. He gets fired from Texas. Uh, he goes back to... Dallas Cowboys. He goes to Bama. Uh, goes back to Bama or something, wins a national title, and then uh, Kirk Herb Street credits the national title to his play calling. Yeah, it'll be like, well, he's the best play caller in college football, remember? Uh, (laughs) Only only wins seven (laughs) games a year, but still the best play caller, allegedly. Also, Uh, quarterback quarterback guru. Yeah, quarterback guru, whisperer. Um, so <laughs> then he goes to some, it'll be tempting to some Power Five school again to hire him. Oh, they will. Yeah. Well, this website on here, they've got, they've got, they're, <laughs> for Steve Sarkeesian's history, and they're crediting him. For the years he was at Alabama, with the what the record was. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's fake news. That's absolute fake news. <laughs> Give it to Tosh. Give that to Tosh Lapoy too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. Also, Dan Lanning's national championship at Georgia. <laughs> Uh, anything else of pressing news? No, I just see that. Yeah, it just says Lane's ex-wife Layla. So, oh, 2016, they separated. Yeah. So that kind of blows my theory out of the water. Then. <laughs> what? What? Settled down with his family? I think he's. <laughs> no, he's, that uh, his wife was tired of moving every two years. That was my theory. Well, maybe she was upside down in 2016. He was, <laughs> he'd already moved around too much. But, I mean, if you do reasonably well at a place like Mississippi, you could be there a long time. I mean, I know there's pressures, but I don't think they wouldn't expect you to win 11 games every year. Auburn would be unrealistic expectations. Auburn does not seem like a, a fun job. No. No. I think that's why. I think that's why they ended up hiring Brian Har- fucking Harson. <laughs> God, what a what a terrible fucking hire! Yeah, at that strange point, thought I process. At that point, I don't know why you wouldn't just roll the dice and like hire someone like who's like really out like done like a Jerry Fowl two fall. Oh, you guys get that reference? <laughs> I thought you oh, were I too did. young for that. I say ghost to Gil Doby. I watched watched 30 for 30. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know there was one on him. uh, Maybe it was like an NFL Films Presents. I watched watched something that went into Jerry Faust. Like all the players, players loved Jerry Faust, but he was just not a, like not a college coach. So he ended up flaming out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, Auburn, if you had to take like the hardest jobs in college football, that's probably got to be up there uh, right now. I would definitely say that. I mean, I think that a lot of people have turned it down. Uh, old, I think old, old fake tough guy Cristobal uh, wouldn't wouldn't fucking take it. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Uh, you think you? You think you just went down to Miami? Just a recruit, like that's all he wants to do. 
just recruit. Or it's all he knows how to do. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's all he wants to do is recruit and hit the portal. I think he probably knew best-case scenario, his best bet is to go somewhere like that. It's easy to recruit, we'll have a big bankroll, uh, and just fucking pray the team finds a way to win with fucking coaching. A guy who's a guy who's uh, calling good is he made Justin Herbert look like he fucking sucked. So uh, that's his. <laughs> Dumped his entire fucking all of his resources and trying to make trying to pump up an offensive line, uh, which is like cool. You can run the ball and have an offensive line. That'd be great and fucking amazing if it was 1971. Uh, like that's really great. Like, what's your PFF score? Like, nobody fucking cares, dude. Like, congratulations. Well, you know they they hired Auburn hired Hugh Freeze and and um, Hugh <laughs> Freeze. I I I, I, I would laugh along coach. with you. I can't. I could see him having like one really good year and then tanking the next year and getting fired. But yeah, absolutely, it's interesting. It's interesting they went that route, though. I mean, that might be a good hire for Winnie. It's not possible. For I mean, go right. for I mean, uh, Urban Meyer. Remember when he was coaching from the press yeah. box in a hospital bed? <laughs> I mean, oh, that's I posted all time that photo me. many times. That's all-time legendary so photo. Good. Sports photo. I think there was something... Uh, there was something like, well, Wooly, you were, I don't remember what it was, you were sick or something and you didn't go to the game and then somebody posted, did Wooly go to the game or something? And then I posted Hugh Freeze, the picture of you as being you. So. <laughs> I remember that. The interact- yeah, that interaction literally happened. Uh, I think I was on the podcast or something or, yeah, or the game I could have gone to. Uh, I mean, all-timer. I mean, guy got fired for calling a hooker on the company phone. Like, congratulations. Like, that is just fucking yeah. – that, that's, that's an all-timer. Like, hey, way to ruin your life and get fucking fired, bro. Like, and everyone knows. Except for the uh, except for the guy that was at Louisville and he got into the motorcycle accident with the uh, volleyball player on his back or whatever. Oh, Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino. Was it on the board or it was on Twitter? I actually, I heard the greatest theory of all time on that was that someone said he got beat up by her boyfriend and then he he stayed he staged the motorcycle accident <laughs> to cover up for the fact that he was beaten oh. up by her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So yeah, no. Let's see here. Super, Bobby Petrino's the, conspiracy uh, theory. Do, do you guys remember the uh, remember was the Miami? I think it was a Miami Dolphins coach that was like uh, took a video that he was sending to some stripper girl he was hanging out with, and he was doing like he was doing cocaine on the table, and he was like, oh, this is all for you," and he's like snorting this co- <laughs> snorting coke. Oh, oh you guys God, never I saw that, that video? No, I remember that. That was like the most cringe, like cringe thing oh, of like all yeah, time. I don't crazy. even like thinking I I don't even like thinking about it. <laughs> it was so Bobby bad. Petrino was chased down by a pissed off fiance in his truck and then ran him off the road to cause his motorcycle wreck. Ah, it's on Twitter so it must be true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well there was uh um, I think um, what the fuck is his name for uh, Texas A&M coach Jimbo Jimbo yeah. his 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 old lady was uh, his old lady was sleeping with like Taylor Jacobs or something the former Florida receiver his ex his ex oh I vaguely remember hearing that as a rumor yeah. And it was like a well, no. Then he got then he got depositioned in their uh, civil case or something. So it was like a rumor, and then all of a sudden he got depositioned. So he got called in as some kind of a witness, and you know, I mean, why else would he get called in? You know, 
Yeah, touche. Yeah. Didn't Jerry once criticize George Costanza for saying touche? I know he criticized him for saying cut to the chase. <laughs> this is good radio, guys. You can stuff your sorries in a stack, mister. <laughs> well, we can start heading down the stretch here. We really haven't talked very much Huskies. Uh, I you don't want to force it, but, I mean, that is probably why I'm at least half the, the audience game. tunes in. You're going to the spring game. When is the spring game? I'm going to the spring April 22nd. I'm going to the uh, Mariners game after it, too. So. Wow. Yep. I didn't know you were much of a baseball I'm a, fan. I mean, I'm a I'm a Mariner fan. I it was the first it was the first team I grew up cheering for. Oh, okay. Well, I I lived in Mali Terrace till I was like six, and my dad would take me to uh, you know the Kingdom to watch you know watch the shitty Mariners in 1987, 88. Phil Bradley, man. They're, they're, Wait a minute. What Phil year Bradley, were you born? Like 82. 82, okay. Yeah, Phil Bradley was my favorite player at the time. Oh, yeah. Phil Bradley and, and uh, Mark Langston. Man, they <laughs> traded Mark, Mark Langston. I was devastated. We got Randy Johnson. Yeah, sure as hell did. And we traded Phil Bradley to Philadelphia. We got Glenn Thomas and uh, Mike Jackson. We have to be boring about 81% of our audience right now, right? Uh, I, well, mean, they I, traded, uh, uh, I ran into the Ken store Phelps and bought some ice. Jay Buhner. <laughs> what about Jay Buhner? They traded Ken Phelps for Jay Buhner. As, uh, you don't know what as, the uh, hell you're doing. Frank, uh, Frank, Frank, Costanza, Frank Costanza famously said, How the hell could you trade Jay Buda? <laughs> My scouting department kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. <laughs> and he was there to tell him that George was dead. That kid was a human dynamo. First one to work, last one to leave. Are you sure you're talking about our George? <laughs> okay, well, it's probably time to wrap it up here. Uh, any any last thoughts? We're we're dying on the vine here, guys. Okay. Yeah, I grabbed some ice. Uh, you know, so I made I made I made good during that Mariner Seinfeld circle jerk. <laughs> Good to hear. All right. So, any uh, Joey, do you have a big prediction for the spring uh, spring game? Anything that's going to happen? Uh, or any I, general I thought? Mike, I think Michael Penix comes out in an outfit like Ralphie's little brother in Christmas Story, padded. Can't move. <laughs> I think they keep him. <laughs> they keep him so incredibly safe. No, I'm. Yeah, we don't I'm need. Just, we don't need any Mark Burnell stories going on there, do we? Oh fuck no! God no, we don't. No, I just. Uh, it's been a few years since I went to the spring game and got a look at the squad, so I'm itching to go this year. Oh, okay, Willie. Any last thoughts? Uh, I want to go to the spring game and get some aut- autographs, take some pictures with the boys. <laughs> Is that no, an inside joke? No, that's just a general, uh, just a general joke. No, I. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, I I hope everyone stays healthy. I hope. You know, the off season Natty can, can can continue and you gotta compete with Oregon. So I don't know what I don't know what either one has to do next in the off season Natty uh, chess game, but let's hope Washington can pull it out. 
All right, guys. Well, uh, time to cue Virginia doing the horrible reading of the Tug Tavern thing and all. We'll talk again real soon. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And no Sondra this week. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> I can't believe it. He was so young. How could this have happened? Well, he'd been logging some pretty heavy hours. First one in in the morning, last one to leave at night. That kid was a human dynamo. Are you sure you're talking about George? You are Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. What the hell did you trade Jape Unifor? for? <laughs> he had 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, Kino was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps' bat. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. Jerry, it's Frankenstein's and Mr. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hu- hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to redo that one, but... <laughs>